Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name's Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about ADHD and mindfulness. Now, I think a lot of people with ADHD are kind of repelled by the term mindfulness, especially mindfulness meditation, because it sounds kind of formal. Maybe it sounds boring, or we think we're going to be bad at it, or honestly, it might not sound that important. So in a bit, I'll address those objections. But before we do that, I wanted to talk about what mindfulness is. Because with mindfulness, we're not always talking about the same thing. For me, I consider a formal practice a time set aside to be mindful as valuable. But mindfulness is not just limited to that time. Being mindful is basically paying attention to the present moment. And we can do that by paying attention to our body feedback, our senses from our body in doing just about anything. Have you ever seen that suggestion, if you're anxious, try finding five things you can see and four things you can touch and three things you can hear, so on. They talk you down to to one by basically picking a sensory input and noticing around you what you can notice. It's kind of grounding. And that's the heart of mindfulness is getting grounded in that present moment. In my groups, we actually do some specific mindfulness training, but even with my one-on-one clients, I'm always weaving mindfulness or that kind of awareness into our work. It's so powerful. I specialize in working with women who are diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood. And that means by the time someone's working with me, they've had a long time of living with unsupported ADHD. And that can mean that all kinds of assessments about themselves, their capabilities, the world have become grooved and on autopilot. And there's often so much self-judgment there. And mindfulness is this great way of taking away that judgment. We're just noticing. And I use that all the time when somebody's working on a new strategy that we're working on. I'll apply mindfulness principles to that because when you shift off of that judging habit and move to noticing, you actually come up with solutions. When it's not, I am good or bad, I have nailed this week or failed this week, then you start to see patterns and see possibilities for yourself. And what I'm talking about with this is mindfulness application. Later on, I'm doing this backwards. Later on, we're gonna talk about some of the more concrete mindfulness meditation practices that that are really valuable to practice. But that mindful mindset is what I really find valuable and powerful as a coaching tool. Mindfulness becomes a huge tool when we're looking at our emotions and we're looking at noticing our emotions rather than judging them, responding to them. So if we're noticing our emotions, let's say that I'm angry and that's going to trigger me into thought hyperdrive. If, If I'm angry, my mind goes right to all kinds of things, judging my anger. Oh, good moms don't get angry about this situation or judging the behavior of the people that I think are responsible for my anger. Oh, my husband was so crabby. He's getting on my nerves. Or even the situation, oh, this is not fair. And so your brain goes from an experience of an emotion to the thoughts about the emotion. And this is kind of a loop, so it's hard to say what is first in any one situation, but thought, emotion, loop. Your thoughts are feeding your emotions. Your emotions are feeding your thoughts. And if we want to kind of interrupt that loop, mindfulness has us go in a different direction. You're not going from anger to thinking about the anger, anger to making meaning of the anger. You're going anger to noticing the anger in your body. So rather than with my situation with my anger, rather than debating whether or not the anger belongs, I'm noticing my jaws tight. I feel pressure in my chest. I feel heat rising to my face. Whatever you notice, you just notice. It's not good. It's not bad. You're not trying to change it. 
You're not trying to change the body sensations. You're not even trying to change the emotion. That is mindfulness. And why does this matter so much for those of us with ADHD? Most of us deal with some amount of emotional dysregulation. And so any tools that we have that help us manage and regulate our emotions are some of the most powerful skills that people with ADHD can develop. But the objections are still there. And I get it because when you first look at mindfulness meditation and ADHD, they seem very incompatible. So let's talk about common objections when it comes comes to prioritizing mindfulness meditation, mindfulness practices for ADHDers. Number one is that it's not valuable or not valuable enough. You know, maybe it seems positive, enlightened, whatever, but you're knee deep in house stuff and bills and work projects and you don't have time for the fluff. And I definitely understand that objection. I'm going to give you what the research says so far about mindfulness benefits. Mindfulness meditation reduces rumination. Now, if you're not familiar with the term rumination, it's that sticky thought loop. Have you ever found yourself a upset about a situation and then your mind just goes back there like a magnet. It's just pulling it back. You end up practicing the conversation that you had before, only this time you say something different and you make your ultimate point and you're stuck there. You're just looping there. That's one example of rumination, these negative intrusive thought loops that we get stuck in. And the research says that mindfulness meditation helps with that, helps decrease that. There's also evidence that supports that there's a reduction with anxiety, depression, and stress with a regular mindfulness meditation practice. Now to me, those are benefits that make some intuitive sense because we are not focusing on the past, on the future, we're in the moment. We're not anxiously thinking about the future. We're not focused on difficult things from the past. So all of those make sense to me. But I also found research that supports that mindfulness meditation practice helps with working memory, our ability to hold information in our heads for short periods of time, and cognitive flexibility, our ability to be able to see things from different angles and be flexible in our thoughts, change our plan, change our thoughts about things. And these are two areas that are definitely impacted for people with ADHD. So benefits in these are a big deal for us. Another benefit is less emotional reactivity, which also makes sense when we're talking about creating more space just to be with an emotion versus jumping into action. That's the heart of mindfulness. So other benefits that the research is indicating are improved health of the immune system, heart health, and cognitive skills. It can be helpful with reducing pain, and they're even looking at how it affects cell aging. They found some promising things that might indicate that it has an impact on how we age. Okay, enough about why it's valuable. I've got to move on to the next objection, which is that you will have to be still. And that is just not true. You don't need to be still. There are a lot of people with ADHD that find they focus best when they're doing other things. And I don't mean multitasking because it's been shown that we don't actually multitask. We just switch between activities. So none of us are technically great multitaskers. But a lot of people with ADHD seem to focus better, I have noticed, when they have a non-focused task, like something that's physical along with a focused task. So maybe doodling while you're listening to someone or crocheting or when you're taking a walk. This might be when you're getting your best ideas. This is something that people with ADHD often find. And so you might prefer starting with a more dynamic practice of mindfulness. I know for me that it really makes it much easier for me to focus on my body sensation if I'm moving or doing something else. And so there's plenty of mindfulness exercises that you can find that allow you to do that. In fact, the practice of mindfulness lends itself really well to something like washing your dishes or eating or something where you're getting tons of sensory input. So as far as the objection about it being boring, well, 
maybe it can be, but it doesn't have to be. It's not as stimulating in that traditional sense for brains that are used to running really fast. And it can feel uncomfortable to us for that reason, but it can also be centering and restful. And my advice is to experiment. When I first started mindfulness practice, I had strong preferences and I pretty much just did those. And the objection that it is hard. Well, it is. I mean, we're used to things being hard and it being about our ADHD. Mindfulness does not come easy to anyone. And we have busy brains. Our brains want to make meaning. They want to think and analyze things. So this is not probably intuitive to most humans on the planet. But that does not mean that it's inaccessible to us. When we looked at that list of benefits of boosting working memory, less emotional reactivity, cognitive flexibility, reduced rumination, that was like out of the ADHD playbook. These are things that are tough for us. And with ADHD, we have even more of that fast brain, that elevated activity. And so it might feel uncomfortable. And so acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it might be difficult. It might feel uncomfortable and don't feel bad about it. And also go slow. Start with a minute or three minutes or five minutes. Don't do the thing when you're like, oh, mindfulness is great. This is a great idea. I'm all in. I'm buying a meditation cushion and I'm going to set aside two hours a day to do mindfulness. Don't do that. Just like when you're building endurance or muscle, you strengthen your ability to do this little by little. If you want to start practicing mindfulness, there are so many resources out that are designed for beginners. There are guided meditations and apps that do a great job of providing that. Like Insight Timer has a lot of free meditations, free mindfulness-based meditations that you can use. You can create your own mindful practice by doing mindful eating, mindful walking, mindful breathing, mindful yoga. It does not have to be a formal practice. I enjoy doing both formal practice and the informal practice and oftentimes find a lot of benefit from doing the informal practice just as I'm doing other activities, being mindful with them. Okay, so wrapping up today for mindfulness meditation and ADHD. I hear your concerns. I hear your objections. I don't disagree with you, but I do think that this is a really useful practice that can translate in a big way in helping us support our brains and managing life with ADHD. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. There's still time to join my group coaching program. It is starting next week. We have a couple of spots left for the daytime group. If you're interested, please reach out to me, www.theadhdclaritycoach.com. It is an awesome group. It's combining group coaching and community support along with the self-paced courses and workbooks that are going over tons of the fundamentals that come up in one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's a great place to start if you're new learning about tools to support your brain. Thank you so much for joining me and see you next week.